Welcome to Calvary Christian Assembly of God. My name is Pastor Floyd McDonald, and we are looking forward to you tuning in to this week's podcast. Don't miss out on this word from the Lord. I am so glad to be back behind the pulpit. Amen. And and I praise God. And I appreciate and I appreciate Pastor Bill that has done a phenomenal job. Come on. You know what? I don't worry, and I told him that. Listen, there are pastors, they just say, oh, God, how's the church going? I don't worry about this church at all. You know what? It goes forward. Amen. You know why? Because you're the best workers this side of southwest Missouri. Come on, somebody. And we love you and thank God for you that you're here. It's good to have brother and sister Favro, John Favro's mom and dad stand up. We love you guys. Come on. They are MAPS missionaries for the Assemblies of God. Live way out there in California land. Amen, and they're making a difference all around the country, building houses of worship and different things for the kingdom of God. We love and thank God for you, and thank God that you let us have John Favreau. Amen. And Carrie's really glad. Amen. So, but we thank God. We thank God for the Favreaus. Turn in your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, 2 Corinthians the ninth chapter. Don't want you to miss out on Wednesday teaching. Brother Darren's doing a great job talking about spiritual gifts. If you're wondering, all the gifts of the Spirit, and he's been talking about not fruits of the Spirit, thank you, but the fruit of the Spirit, amen. And so I want you to come, be a part of that. If you've got questions, we're going to try to get answers according to the Word of the living God. And so we've been having a good time time on Wednesday, so come and be a part. We really do try to keep you for an hour. I know school is starting back, and all the parents said, come on, y'all ought to be shouting and dancing right now. Amen. But we are, we're going to be next Sunday, Karen's going to be doing during our prayer time, you might have seen on your calendars called a commissioning service. Simply what that means is we're going to take time to pray over our students and pray over our faculty and administration and anoint them to go forth in in the, the harvest field. Come on, somebody. How many know our schools are the harvest field for the glory of God? So we're going to believe God for them next Sunday, so don't miss out then on that. Are you there? In 2 Corinthians 9, say amen. The Word of God says this, and let me give you a little background about this particular chapter here. Now, the particular chapter here is Paul is encouraging the Corinthian church. Now, you had a burden to give not only a, a, a gift or monies toward a need of the Jerusalem saints because there were saints in need at the Jerusalem church, and Paul was encouraging the Corinthians. Listen, you started out well of saying, I want to give, I want to give, I want to give. But you've kind of backed up a bit. Mm. Come on, somebody. Don't shout me down now. I know what the thought is of the world when they start. I know that's all them churches talk about is money, 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 money. I'm not talking just about that today. But I'm talking about your time, your talents, come on, and your ties. Come on now. Amen. God wants to use every bit of it. And so what happened is Paul was encouraging them in 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. And if you go back in chapter 8, Brother Allen, verses uh, probably 10 through 15, he says, what you have started, complete. How many know it's just not enough to say yes to the Lord? How many want to say yes to him all the way to the finish line? How many say, once I put my hand to the plow, I'm not looking back? 
I'm going forward. And I know one day, how many know Jesus is going to be standing at the end? Oh, I feel him right now. At the end of the finish line, and he might just take his hand out of his robe and begin to clap as you make your way to glory. Come on. How many know we are encamped with such a great cloud of witnesses? Guess what they're saying? Keep going. Keep doing the things of God. Your home is soon to be. Keep running the race that God has called you to go in. So... Paul was encouraging the Corinthians, you had a mind to give not only of yourself, but of your time and your talent and of your your offerings to the Jerusalem church. He said, finish it. And this is what he's saying. Look, I want you to notice this. This is powerful. Because I want you to know the God that men you serve. I want you to know his character to them today. Look, look. 2 Corinthians 9 and 11. You will be enriched. Oh, lift your hand if you're the richest man and woman up in here. Come on, somebody. Well, some of you are rich. I don't know about the rest of you. I'm rich today. Come on. Anybody lift your hand and say, I'm richer than the richest millionaire and billionaire. Come on. Why? Because I've got Jesus. I've got the greatest treasure there is. Come on. Residing on the inside of me. Glory to God. He said you will be enriched when you follow God's plan and God's word of giving your time and your talent and of your tithes. He says this, you'll be rich in every way. He said to be generous in every way which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. Now, notice in another version it says, 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, God can pour on the blessing in astonishing ways. I gotta just shout right there. How many has said God has astonished me in my walk with him? Lift your hand and say, I've been astonished by God. God loves to astonish and bless his people. Listen, it says God can pour on the blessing in astonishing ways so that you're ready for anything and everything more than just ready to do what needs to be done. As one psalmist puts it, he throws caution to the winds, giving to the needy and reckless abandon. His right living, right giving ways never run out, never wears out. You cannot out give God go ahead I'll tell you tell somebody say try to give out God give God you can't do it there's no way you cannot out give God listen let me keep reading from this it says the most generous God oh come on somebody how many know our God is generous who gives seed to the farmer any farmers that we've had out in the house we have grown our first garden and it's coming along I have to preach a message about that, but let's keep moving. Glory to God. (laughs) That becomes bread for your meals is more than, I love this, it's more than extravagant with you. See, our God is an extravagant God. Come on. He gives you something you can then give away. Oh, hallelujah. Which grows into full-formed lives, robust in God, wealthy in every way, so that you can be generous in every way, producing with us great praise to God. I want to title my message series this, Creating a Culture of Contagious Generosity. Say this with me. Creating a Culture of Contagious Generosity. Generosity. Listen, I want to say this with all my heart, and there's a couple things that I have to say that you can get mad at me, but I love you anyways. 
but I want to be your shepherd today, your under-shepherd. God is the great shepherd, but I am the under-shepherd. I am not going to skin you this morning. Let me say it again, because thank you, Miss Pam. Amen. I'm not going to take the razor and get down to your skin and skin you, but you do need to be sheared. Come on, somebody. How many know the hair can get long at times? And you need a cut. Come on, somebody. Amen. And there are times that God needs to speak to the pastor to give instruction on some things in your life. And I really believe that this is one of those times. And I want you to hear me. Hear this statement that I'm about to say. That I really do desire to see the blessing and the favor of God in each family in this church. But this is the way that it happens. I want you to understand that it is my prayer to see that 100% that call CCAG their home and their church be tithers of their monies, their times, and their talent. Come on, somebody. If you really want to see the blessing and the favor of God, it's more than me talking about monies today. Come on. If you got your mind on monies, you're thinking about what the world thinks. Listen, God is trying to do something miraculous inside of you and inside of your family. But we truly, and this is not a point, but it should be. This is what the Holy Spirit gave me. We truly can't create a culture of generosity, of contagious generosity, until we know the God of generosity. I'm going to say something and it might just ruffle some feathers, but that's why I'm here. Glory to God. When I received Jesus, that sounded like a bird call. I'll take it. Hallelujah. <laughs> when I received Jesus, anybody just like me, when I received Jesus, I wanted to give everything. Anybody remember that time you got saved when you came down to the altar and you, Lord, I receive you? I was just like, I'm just going to take my Jesus. Come on. And I wanted to give him Jesus. I wanted to give everything that truly belonged. I, what I thought me really belonged to God, come on, is give it away to somebody else. And God wants us to remain that way. And so I want you to know something though here. Listen, what needs to happen is you are no longer me, me, me centered, but him, him, him centered. And I want you to hear my heart today. I'm not being mean. I'm not being critical. I'm saying thus saith the Lord and this is the reason why he has laid this upon my heart. But I want you to understand something. I really question the validity of someone's salvation if he or she doesn't desire to give God and to others their time and their talent and their ties unto the Lord. Amen, pastor. That's a a hard statement for some people to swallow. That's not a statement from Floyd. That is a statement from the very word of God. I got to say something here too. The Lord's been moving on my heart. I don't, and I want to, I want to give this, go ahead and pre right here. I don't go to Jody and sit there and say, I need to know what so-and-so is given. I don't know who's given in this church. And I'm going to tell you this, I don't worry about the finances of this church. Because I realized a long time ago, I'm not the authority. Jesus said, it is my church, and upon this rock I will build my church. 
and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now when leadership is lining up with the word and we are, there's an integrity and we are doing exactly what God wants us to do, watch out and you are giving, God will overtake his church with blessing, blessing, blessing. I'm going to say something right here and then I'm going to get started in what I need to say. That ain't even on my mind. This is free. Listen to me right now. What I have an issue with is those that come to church and believe the God of glory, which is the great God Jehovah, that is able to forgive our sin and cleanse us and make us new creatures in Christ where we can go from glory to glory or be separated when we say, good night world, good morning Jesus. How many can't wait for that day to come? Come on, we believe for eternal life through Jesus and what he did on Calvary, but yet we don't trust him with the monies that he's given us with. I'm talking about another life that you trust the very God that you serve, but you won't trust him with the monies that you have. Oh, it's getting quiet up in here. Glory to God. I'm going to say it though because now is the time that you need to make some rearrangements in the categories of putting God first. Again, in your finances and your talents and of yourself. I'm going to just look at you right now and go from a pastor's heart. We need you and your talents here at Calvary Christian Assembly of God. We need what you can offer. I thank God that you show up. I thank God for that. And you need to come and support the very house of God. But there's more than just showing up. Hey, what's the first thing? And I, I can't stand this. We need to get away from it because I've done it too. How are you doing today? How, what's going on? I'm busy. You are busy. This world is full of busyness. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you busy. Yeah, you busy. We already know. But you know what? There are things I'm here to tell you. I'm looking at Wendell over there and I'm telling you what God has anointed his hands to do was build. Come on. To build, build, build. Now you don't want Floyd McDonald to build something for you. You do not want to call the pastor and say, come over and repair. I am good at demolition. Hallelujah. I can destroy things. How many know there's an anointing to destroy things? <laughs> But there's an anointing to put things back together again. Come on. We all have an assignment. Come on. Lift your hand because you've been an assigned to be here. Do you know God has you right here at Calvary to do a work and to accomplish the work for Jesus Christ? It's not just to sit on your blessed assurance. God has called you in this hour. I want to see voices. I want to see hands that are working for God. I want to see things that God has specifically laid upon some of you that others cannot do, but appreciate the time and the talent and the effort that you're going to give to God for His glory. I want to create in this building, but more than me, God wants to create a culture of contagious generosity are you still with me in this house amen is this good come on 
So we truly can't create a culture of, uh, uh, of contagious generosity until we know the God of generosity. You know what, Ray, what comes to mind is the greatest apex of Scripture. You know what it is, every one of us. Even the sinners know it. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Come on, for God, we could stop right there and preach a whole series for a year. Isn't that unfathomable that our God loves us? While we were yet in our sin, God loved us and Christ died for us. Come on, somebody. It's hard to understand the very love and the love of God that he has, but let's go beyond that and let's talk about the more the character of God too. For God has so loved the world. Here it is. That he Lift your hand and say, I'm so glad that Jesus gave. I'm so glad that Jesus stepped out of the portals of glory. And Philippians 2 said, said he gave himself up for me and you. I am glad about that then today. He gave. First point is, God's character is to gift or to give. This defines the Father. And it should define us. In fact, you can write this scripture down. Romans 8 and verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. Glory. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Oh, God, what a powerful scripture. I love what Martin Luther said, and they're going to put it up there on the screen. Joel puts it up, I have tried to keep things in my hands and lost them all. But what I have given into God's hands, I still possess. Preach it, Martin. I want you to do something with me right now. You ready for this? Don't do it half-heartedly. I want you to do it full-blown. I want you to take your fist, both of them. Don't do it half-heartedly. I want you to squeeze until I see the whiteness on your knuckle. Some of you, I got to even grip my teeth sometimes. I know I look, I could look crazy. Yeah, don't I? Come on. Did you know that you're going about life and the things of God going like this? Come on, keep them, keep them doing it. Come on, don't, don't let up. I don't know about you, but this really feels uncomfortable right now. Keep it going. Come, some of you, not, you're not even, come on, some of you is getting real weaky. You're getting pansy on me and letting go. Come on. I want you to hold your knuckles until I say let them go. Come on, but can I tell you, you're like that on the things of God. You're like that on some issues. I got to keep preaching. I got This is good preaching right here. Some of you are holding some things like that. You're just like that with some issues in your family and in your life. But how many know right now, let go of it. Oh, my Lord. Somebody lift your hand and say, I feel the blood flowing. I feel the blood flowing and it feels so much better don't you know that an open hand receives the blessing of the Lord and an open hand is able to give what needs to be given when you hold back you feel the strain and the pain Just I'm describing your spirit God I just can't give this up in my family I want to have control over it sorry for spitting on you I want to possess control. I got this thing, Lord. I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Let go. 
Oh, I'm preaching right now. Somebody is. Some of you been going around. I See, I'm talking more about money right now. Come on, somebody. I'm just talking more about your finances. I'm talking about some things you need to release in the hands of God. I don't know about you, but I sure felt good and could feel the blood flow. Can I tell you this? When Jochebed, Moses' mother, let that basket go, God said, finally, I can get my hand on it and I can do something with it. You see, Psalm 46 and 10 said, be still and know that I am God. The Hebrews said, let go and know that I am God. If you really want to see God get a hold of your finances, a hold of your talents, this is what God's getting ready to do. And Sister Bonnie was, she reminded me, I wasn't here obviously, is it GC coming back? And she reminded me, she said, Floyd, I was talking about the same very thing that you're talking about then today. And I simply encouraged the people of putting their name on a piece of paper and putting it in the offering plate. It was simply Paul was encouraging the Corinthians, and I'm encouraging you the same way that Sister Bonnie's encouraging you. God's greatest, he wants the greatest gift is for you to step up and to say, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is his reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Felt so much better in my life when I just simply yielded to the call of God. I love you, and I'm going to be, I got my shears out. But some of you have backed up just like the Corinthians. Not only of giving your tithes and offerings, but of giving your time. You got excuses, you're busy. I know that. Let me just go ahead and say this right now. It is not meant, I'm going to get it for this. It is not meant for the work of the church to be totally up to the pastors of the church. We are to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Come on, somebody. But we have turned the tide. That's pastor's job. Oh, I'm preaching now. That's the deacon's job. No. It's me, oh Lord. It's my assignment. Come on, somebody. We are not a country club here at CCAG. Come on, somebody. We are here to do the work of the living God. Come on, somebody. We are here to give ourselves and our ability and our talents that really do belong to Him to give them right back. So I'm ready to see some more greeters. I'm ready to see some soul winners. I'm ready to see ones that will take up offering. I'm ready to see those that are working in the nursery. Come on. I'm ready to see some Sunday school teachers. I'm ready to see some musicians. I'm ready to see God use you in whatever way. If you'll just simply, I'm scared. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now's the time to step up. Now's the time to do what God, you know what? If the same generosity of God, if He is a giving God, that same Spirit ought to reside inside of you today. I want to give. I want to give of myself. I'm not here to make you feel bad this morning. I'm here to say it's time.
Carolina, I'm here to tell you, do you wonder if everybody in this church operated in some kind of ministry and what we could do right out here in the middle of a cow pasture for the glory of God. God's already doing it, but God is challenging. I'm just a UPS guy today. God is challenging you to go farther than you've went before, more than you've ever taken before. I want to tell you that. Listen, listen. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. Here's a working definition of generosity. It is at its core a lifestyle. It is living out, living it out from day to day. Living Jesus out, giving Jesus out from day to day. Glory to God. It is sharing all that we have and are and ever will become as a demonstration of God's love and a response to God's grace. You know what that reminds me of? It's the early church in the book of Acts. Look there with me so you can see I'm not a heretic. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Some of you are looking at me real strange. I love you anyways today. Verse 42, and they devoted, look, they devoted, let me say that again. They devoted themselves. Come on. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. And I love what it says in verse uh, 43. And all, everybody went, all. The power, the anointing, the presence, the spirits moving, all. Guess what? I looked it up in another version. Guess what it was? All. I looked up in the New Living Translation. Oh, NIV. Oh, NASB. Oh. Oh, is all. How many want to see the all back in the church again? How many lift up your hands and say, I want to see the all back in the church again? If we want the all, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. If we want the all back in the Pentecostal church, then guess what we need to get in? Unity and generosity of ourselves in the fullness of the Spirit of God. You want to see the all of God? That's what we need to get back to. Is the original of the first church. So this is what we see. All came upon every soul. Many wonders, signs. Come on now. I'm with Brother Darren. He's been ministering about this. I thank God for the gifts. But we're not really fully operating in the full capacity of all the nine gifts. But we can. Because God wants to pour it out. Some of you are just afraid to move into it. But it's time that you do. You don't understand, Pastor Flood. I've been hurt. This has happened. Blah, blah, blah. Shut the devil's mouth up. I'm telling you, it's time to move forward. I realize you may be hurt and going through things, but listen, out of your need, operate to give. I have found out when I operated out of my need, instead of concentrating on me, God sent a blessing my way. And was used of God in other areas, and he can do the same thing. Listen, I want to tell you this. Look, let me keep on going here. It said, and all came upon every soul. Many wonder signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any that had need. Somebody say, glory to God. Not They're not dependent upon the government. Come on, somebody. If the church was doing as supposed to do, how many know it shut the government down and meet the needs that are there? 
Glory to God. I got a few shouts out of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 46, and I love this. Day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad look and with generous hearts. You want God to give you a generous heart? Can I tell you, there are things that will happen in the spirit and shift in the spirit when our heart begins to change in a generosity and a giving of ourselves. Let me tell you what happened. This is what happened. With all this generosity, come up here, Pastor Bill, and unity, come on up here, Nikki and Brandon, come on. What happened was, this is what Jackie, come on, I'm going to borrow you. Come on, come on up here. I love Jackie. Yeah. Come on, stand right here. Come on up here. Come on up here, sis. Come on, come on, come on. Come on right up here. Come on, Tim. Tim, Deanna, come on. Listen. Pastor Bill began to share everything that God was giving him. Come on. He was passing down the blessing. Come on. Passing it down. Passing it down. Passing it down. Go back this way. There ain't nobody on that side. Yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. She was... <laughs> Passing it down, blessing, blessing, blessing. You know what? This is the way the churches should be. Come on, somebody. Pass them down, passing down the blessing. Down. And so guess what happened? I love this. They were passing it, they were sharing, and God was using, and generosity was happening. And look at what the scripture said. And the Lord added to their number daily. Pastors, listen. Preachers are going to all kinds of conferences how to build their church. You know how to build their church? Let's get in unity in the Holy Ghost and let's get in a generous spirit and God will add one, one. Come on, I got to get over here. What happens is they're sharing. God says, guess what? Because this is happening in the spirit, I'm going to add. Oh, I'm going to add. Lisa, I'm going to add. There's another one. Come on, Brother Robert. Hallelujah. Sister Snee, come on. I'm going to add. I'm going to add. I'm going to add. Do you know what this looks like in the spirit? Guess what this looks like in the spirit? When you are giving and you are in a generous spirit, God said, I'm going to add, 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 add. Pastor Bill, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow to it. God is not in the, the subtraction and division. He's with addition and multiply. The Lord added daily. Look at your neighbor and say, God's adding to your family. God's adding to your situation. Blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. When it is a spirit of generosity, of God, you gave me everything. All these blessings. See, Lord, they just passed it on. Then the Lord says, I'm going to add. I'm going to add. I'm going to add. Come on, somebody. I'm getting excited up in here. This room ain't going to be able to contain the blessing and, and the favor of God if we remain in a spirit of generosity in one mind and one accord with the Holy Ghost. My God, you're getting a little wild. Well, good. Hallelujah. I believe in a generous God. Some of you are limiting the power of God. I'm just giving you a taste. This is this big. This is just a picture of your spirit, not only physically of what can happen in the church, but what can happen in your spirit and in your situation. If you don't worry, this is worry. 
I said, this is release. This hand is a release. It's on your picture. This hand is a release into the hand of God. And say, you can take what I have. Some of you come up, I know, in rough home. You didn't come up in a great home like I did. I love my mom and dad and had a great heritage of my grandparents. But some of you didn't ever taste of that. Some of you have come from hurts and pain in your life that you thought it would go one way and it went another. But I'm here to tell you, God says, I'm not finished with you. In fact, the pain, I will produce praise. And you will help other men and other ladies because you kept on praising me in the pain. You kept on praising me in the process. So guess what I'm going to do? You're going to pass on a praise report, not only of your past. Listen, you've been exalting what happened in the past and giving praise to the devil for so long. Now it's time to say, let me tell you what my God has done, how he has restored me, how he's raised my family up. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going under. But guess what? God raised me up out of the miry pit, set my feet upon a solid rock, and gave me a new song. I don't even want to sit you down, but sit down. Glory to God. My God, this is good preaching. It ain't me, it's Holy Ghost. Not bragging on something. I'm telling you that God has a word. I'm just a delivery guy. This is a word straight from heaven for you today. And it's time, come on, that you step up to what God has called you to do. Not only with your monies and your time, but your talents that God has given you. Number two, real quickly, I gotta move. Generous and unified hearts in Him always will bring increase on every side. I love this, and I love what Psalm 133, you've heard me quote this, some of you don't until I start quoting it. Psalm 133, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The psalmist said it is like the ointment. No, how many know that the ointment was costly? And then the ointment represented the power of the Holy Spirit. The call of God. It's real. We can go on and on about the ointment there. It, it's, that's, a, that's a whole series in itself. But then what I love at the end of that chapter, it says that the Lord commands the blessing of life forevermore on that. I don't know about you, but I want the commandment of the Lord's blessing. You know what? I don't want you as your pastor to be robbed of the blessing of God when you're holding it back, whether it's your ties your talent, your time, and you're holding it back just like this. You are refraining God from truly blessing your life when you're done. You're not destroying the pastor. I don't have a home in the Bahamas. I'm not against that if you have that in this place. But I want to tell you something. We're not lining our pockets in this church. There's accountability things in this church that you know exactly, and we are unashamed, come on, to open up our books to anybody in this house. If you got something to hide, I'd question where your money's going. Hello to somebody. But I'm here to tell you when God is the author and we ain't got nothing to hide, I'm here to tell you that God will bless. Come on, somebody. And I'm here to tell you, listen, you've got to turn that thing over to God, surrender in a generous and unified heart. God will command his blessing. Come here, Brandon. I love, I think it's around the book of Deuteronomy. He says, when you do, thus saith the Lord. How many know he says? Thank you. When he says, <laughs> when he says that you do what thus saith the Lord, he also says, when you don't, this is going to happen. 
Come on, somebody. Let's not forget that. But when he says you've done, you're walking like Pastor Bill said, walking in obedience according to the word, doing what God. Here's what the word of God says. The blessing. Get ready. Get ready, Brandon. Get ready. I'm going to be real good to him. If we would have thought about this, I really would have did real good. But I'm going to be real good to him. The blessing of the Lord. Now, I'm being real good to him. But guess what the word of God says? The blessing of the Lord will overtake you. You know what that means? It'll tackle you all the way to the ground. How many know that God wants to overtake you with his blessing and his favor? Don't withhold the blessing and the favor from God in your life. Oh, I wish I could have tackled Brandon right there. We're talking about the exuberant. That's the exuberant love of God. That's what God wants to do in your life. When you surrender everything to them, you don't care about the money. Don't you even realize I ain't got here yet. That's for next week. That pinto don't belong to you. That house don't belong to you. The wedding ring that I possess, well, I think I possess, does not belong to me. Come on. The shoes on my feet is not mine. Come on, somebody. I I wish you'd lift up your hand and say, the clothes that I have belongs to Jesus. Everything that he's given me, I'm just called to be a steward or a manager. I'm just a, oh, lift your hands in this place and say, I'm gonna be God's steward. I'm gonna be the greatest manager that he's ever seen because he's given me the business to take care of the king's business. Generous and unified hearts in him always always will bring increase on every side. So when Speak, Jesus. Hallelujah. Slip a hand up to the Lord and just receive that. Say, it's from you, Jesus. It's birthed through you. It's birthed through you. It's birthed through you. 
get ready to close in just a moment, but I want you to hear me right now. See, that's what's so difficult right now is guess what? Until we're changed from glory to glory, you are still living in the flesh. And guess what flesh says? Me. 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 When what transitions in our heart, when we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, is Him, Him. I'm not going to show this, but thanks for doing that anyways. But I'm going to just tell you something. It reminded me of an old movie that I showed Drew that Drew still loves. And there's a part in there that I refer to as the selfish seagulls. And there are selfish seagulls in Nemo. And guess what they say? Mine? 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 Mine, 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 mine. God is trying to root out mine but his 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 that's what God wants to do in some of you I'm just about to close but I just want to tell you this as I move on the Lord gave me this see we are all born as takers the spirit of the Lord already preached this part right here the generous heart comes from above We come in this world crying, going, Aah! give me, give me, give me, give me. The selfish nature of man. And what God is trying to rebirth in us is unselfishness. That is of the world. Selfishness is of the world. Come on, somebody. And I'm going to say this. Selfishness stops the flow of God's blessing into your life. Proverbs 11.26 says this, The people curse him who holds back the grain. But a blessing is on the head of him who sells it. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to give away, come on somebody, the blessing on my life God gave. And I just want to say this, there are people even in the church that has got this backwards. And Rick and Joel's going to put this up for me. I'm going to say this, they... We, we often believe this, that the devil somehow gives treats and blessings better than God. And can I tell you that that is not the fact. In fact, let me help you remember this. G, go ahead and put it up. God is generous. Both begin with the letter G. Satan and selfish both begin with the letter S. Can I tell you who's always been generous? Who is always blessed? I'm going to tell you this. You're not hurting me, Pastor Bill, my wife, Bonnie, anybody else, or this staff, if you're not giving. In fact, I can say this unashamedly because I don't know who gives and who don't give in this church. But I'll put it out there for you. Now, this is pretty bold, but I'm just going to say this right now. And I'm going to say this, and you might think this is radical, but I'm going to say this as your pastor. Let me, let me just put something out on the line. If you still love God, and Malachi 3 says to give what rightly belongs to him of the tithes and offerings. I'm going to tell you this. If you will do it faithfully for a year and you don't see the blessing of the Lord and favor of God on your life, this church will give you every bit of your money back in a year. But guess what I know? It won't happen. Amen. 
And if you could trust the same God with eternal life, this is what blows my mind. We can trust our life from going to this earth to glory, but we can't trust Him about the money. What in the world? Where is your mind? This is the God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills and the taters under the hills. He is the possessor. Trust Him. God is able. And it goes back to this, what we've been preaching from the very first of the year, Jesus first. When we seek Him first and all these other things will be added unto you. Now let's get off. Oh, I wish you'd get off that money. Oh, good. How about your time and your talent that God wants to use for the glory of God? I'm ready to see God do and see the favor and the blessing of God. I'm ready for some of you that have not taken the step that you really haven't fully committed to give Him everything the first tithe. See, guess what you're doing today? You are giving Him the tithe of your time. Guess what, as children of God, let me remind you, this is the first day of the week. It's not Monday. It's Sunday. So guess what you're doing? I'm giving a tithe of my worship to God this morning, and that's why you're here. But I want it to go beyond that, and I want to see the blessing and the favor of God. I wish I had one of them Lone Ranger masks on me right now. Can I tell you this? Why are you saying that, Pastor Floyd? Quit robbing God. Go ahead and trust Him. Try Him. Prove Him. The Lord says in Malachi, I'll tell you that God will be faithful. Not only of your tithe, of your time and your talent, God will pour out His Spirit on you if you'll simply give everything to Him. Our God is a generous God. Come on, somebody. Stand with me in this place. If you've got breath in this building, I'm not going to beg and plead with you. I want you to come to the front. If you're not breathing, we're going to send one of our nurses to you right now. I want every one of you to squeeze in in the front. As Pastor Drew is going to lead us here in just a moment. If you can make it, and if you are able, and you're handicapped, I understand if you need to keep sitting where you're at, but if you have availability to come, I want you to come. Come on. If you can get out and walk up here, I want you to do it. Every one of you. Every one of you. Come on. I'm going to wait because I want everyone to come. What a great crowd this morning. Come on, press in, guys. Press in. Press in. Press in as close as you can so everybody can get, them, can get up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just thinking about what my grandfather said. That I was his pastor. I was so glad to be his pastor for the last four years of his life here in this church. Many of you know who my grandfather was back there, and he would sometimes, when he barely could come, he'd sit right there in that walker. You see a hand uplifted a couple of times, heart crying out to the Lord. There's been many a time that. I mean, we're talking about this man was a man of faith. I remember when he lived in Cassville, he'd walk around his tomato beds. Lord, I thank you for my tomatoes. Hallelujah. 
and it wasn't up. I got this picture. I wish I would have brought it today at her mom's house and dad's house. Got a big old basket full of tomatoes, this round, red, and big. Come on, somebody. But he looked at me probably not too long ago before he passed on to be with Jesus. He said, Floyd, keep preaching. God is getting ready to do something at Calvary that you're not. He said, by faith, when he spoke like this, I had to listen up. My ears perked up. He said, what I've seen when I pull into this property is a building that is ministering to all kinds of people. I'm not getting excited about a metal building. Come on, somebody. I'm getting excited about the body of Christ being added to. Come on, a building is a building. A structure is a structure. How many know there's no anointing in a structure? I'm talking about the church. Point to yourself and say, I'm the church. If I'm a child of God, I'm the church of Jesus Christ. I am the church. I'm not excited about it, but guess what? It is a vehicle. And guess what God is going to do? I believe on His timetable, and if it's His will, then it's His bill. I'm going to say that again. If it's His will, then it's His bill. I'm not going to worry about it. It's going to come in and God is going to supply the need. But more than just a building here, I want you to know something. Glory to God. God is going to bring the harvest and you're going to be part of it. So it's just not paying your tithes. Some of you are going to step up to the place moving in gifts that you haven't moved in. You're going to move in strategic places where you've never gone before simply because you put yourself in the offering plate saying, here I am. Some of you often think what I have is so minimal, but let me tell you, God uses minimality, if that's a word, and let me just make it up. No, that's not even a word, but I just made it up. It does sound good, though, doesn't it? I have to look that up when I get home. But isn't it great, though? Everything that you see is so minimal. The boy that brought Or the woman from Zarephath, all I have is a cruise of oil. All I have against this great Goliath is five smooth stones. But God can take what is minimal, come on somebody, and his exuberant turn it into something powerful for the presence of God that will slay giants that will work miracles. So the devil's tried to convince many of you, said, I'm just, I'm just like this. This is all I have. Good, then present it to God and say, take my little bit and turn it into much. Little is much if God is in it. So I want you to do this. Some of you are looking like this. Let me demonstrate one more time so I can get a good laugh. This is what you've been looking like spiritually. Let go today. Open up your hands. Open up your hearts. And say, God, use me right now, right now, right now. Close your eyes and hold out your hands and declare that right now. God, use me. Use me right now, Lord God. I'm a vessel in your hands. Lord, I thank you that you can simply put me on the potter's wheel. 
There may be ones that feel like Satan, you're marred, you're broken, you won't amount to anything. But I speak right now in the face of the devil. You're a liar, Satan. God is putting them back on the potter's wheel and they're going to be molded as they are a great treasure in the hands of God. And you're going to use them beyond what they even ask or what they even think. Because I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And a future. Right now God, come on extend your hands to the Lord. God here it is, this is what I have. Now, God, take these, what I have all the time, the talent, the ties, every bit of it, and I ask you right now to multiply it. Because right now, simply as a mental picture, I will stand in the offering plate. And God, I will say, here am I, Lord. Send me. Just like Isaiah said, when he took the tongs of the coal of the altar and touched my lips, here am I. I'm the one, Father God. God, it may seem in the natural that I don't have a lot, but God, I know this. If God be for me, then who can be against me? I thank you that, Lord, this mighty cause is not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit. Use me, Lord. I know what's wrong with me. I know I got issues. Do you lift your hand and say, issue is you. Come on. It's you. I got all kinds of issues. But Lord, I pray that you would take my issues. And just like that woman that had an issue of blood. Come on, somebody. Strive to touch the hand of God. And guess what? She was used as a mighty woman of God. And we're still talking about her testimony today. Do it in this place right now. Do it in this place. Would you just give him praise? Come on right now. Would you lift up your voice? That's it. Come on. Lift your voice. I love you, Lord. I love you, Jesus. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you want more information about Calvary Christian Assembly of God, please click on to the link in the podcast. God bless you.